All right. Welcome to Introvert This. I'm your host, Hudson, wanting to remind you that we are the true silent majority in this country. Now, February is the month of love. Now, if it wasn't enough that we have to end the year with Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve, I mean, we only get a, a short break before we have to start thinking about Valentine's Day. Instead of love, though, I'm going to spend the month talking about introverts and relationships. But before we get into that, let me remind you that you can listen to me on your favorite podcast platform. And please join the Introvert This Facebook page, along with the Introvert This, the group page. To stay connected with like-minded people, please follow me there. I'm an introvert, so I may not talk much, but I want to know you're there. So you'll have to excuse me this this week because I am a little bit under the weather, but I decided that the show must go on. So, you know, I took a little medicine, a little cough drop, and, and hopefully you won't notice it too much. So, like I said earlier, I'm changing the month of love to the month of relationships. And I'm going to start by telling you all a story about me and my oldest daughter. So I take my daughter to school every morning. I'm not much of a talker. You know, she usually does most of the talking, which is what most kids tend to do, I suppose. For the most part, though, our morning drive is usually filled with music. I turn on my iTunes and we go to town. We're not picky about what plays. It's all music that I've gathered over the years, so, so, I, like, so I like it all. She just likes bonding with me through the music. But, you know, I, I got a couple of songs in the playlist just for her. Uh, it's not a long ride, but we, we pat some turn-up time up in there, right? Uh, you know, I read on some parenting blog that, that you want to try to keep your kid in a, good, in a good mood before sending them to school. Seemed legitimate. Now, I'm sure her teacher would appreciate it. So I try to make sure the ride to school is a little fun, right? Now, all of that is to, is to set the stage for what happens next. Now, I want to stress to you that my daughter and I are all good in the morning. There's no beefing. It's not a boring ride. Heck, depending on the song that's playing when we pull up to the school, she may be all the way turned up. So we pull up. And that's when our little drop-off routine starts. We exit the car, get on the sidewalk. We stop so that I can give her a hug and a kiss. I walk her close to the gate entrance. Once she goes through that gate, I let her go the rest of the way to the cafeteria door on her own. But I'm still standing at the fence and can see her the whole way. That's when I start blowing her kisses, right? She'll turn around and blow some kisses back. And then I'll start yelling. You know, I'll yell like, Daddy loves you. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a great day and, and all of that good stuff, right? And she'll yell those things back to me, too. And we'll continue that pattern until she gets close to the cafeteria door. And that's where it all changes. And when I tell you that she don't know me once she gets to that door, <laughs> no, just know that I am not exaggerating. I swear 
some random people walking past the school had gotten close to calling the police because they thought I was some weirdo blowing kisses to a random child that doesn't seem to even know me, right? Now, anyone with kids would probably assume that she 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 didn't just seen some of her friends and it just doesn't want me to embarrass her. And you would be half right. But it's not her friends that she sees. It's the lunch ladies. And real quick, excuse me for calling them lunch ladies. You know, I don't know what their official title is. Also, there's only like two cafeteria staff members that I've seen come to the door in the mornings and both of them are women. Plus, lunch ladies is the only way I've been able to describe them to my, so that my daughter understands who I'm talking about. So anyway, as soon as she sees them, she doesn't even look back at me anymore. She pretends I'm not even there. If she wasn't my daughter, I, I, I'd just tell her about herself. But, you know, I, I'm not offended. I'm not offended by her pretending that she doesn't know me. A lot, a lot of kids come to the realization at one point or another that their parents are embarrassing. But it does like dredge up some old feelings about things that's happened to me in the past. And if you're an introvert, it's probably happened to you too. So let me paint this scenario a different way. You know, in case you don't recognize it already. You're out somewhere. Doesn't matter where. You see someone you know. Again, doesn't matter who. But you remember that you had a great conversation, right? With this person. You really connected, right? So you wave. And you even call out their name. And then you barely get a head nod. Nothing back. They they don't they don't wave back. They don't even say anything. They just give you a slight little head nod. And the first thing you feel is, is like some, some, some embarrassment. Because, you know, usually you're reserved, but you really thought you had a good connection with this person. So not only did you wave, but you went the extra mile and spoke, called them by name and said hello. And all they gave you back was a head nod? Now, for an introvert, you know, that's putting yourself out there and now you feel rejected. And after that, you kind of retreat. You don't look at anyone in the eye for like miles until you're sure that you've gotten away from anyone that could have seen what just transpired. And it doesn't stop there. You're, you're, I mean, you're wondering what happened. I mean, did you, did you do something wrong? Is there something you missed when you all talked? Did you offend that person and, and not even know it? You look at the clock and at some point <laughs> you figure out that you've been dwelling over this for hours. But, uh, but it's hard not to wonder how someone you spent an hour talking to, connecting with, can just look at you almost like you're a stranger. Well, here's the part of the show where I have to give you my disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I am not a psychologist. I have no experience in this other than my own personal experiences along with watching human interaction while I'm out and about. Now, how can someone that you connected with for, for some significant time just give you a head nod? So one, 
I've intentionally used the word connected when describing the interaction, right? Connected is kind of an introvert word. It's kind of what we do. And more importantly, it's what we value. Extroverts also use that word, but they don't place the same value on it. Um, it's not the same type of value. So at least not in the early stages of a relationship. That whether that relationship is romantic, platonic, or, or any type, right? And number two, I have to consider that what I thought was a connection may have not been a connection at all. I often notice that extroverts tend to be blinded by their own bedtime, right? When they are in the zone, they are oblivious to what is going on around. Maybe that is the case when introverts are in the zone as well. What seems like a great conversation where we connect it, an extrovert may have viewed it as a long, draining dialogue. They, they, they may have felt cornered <laughs> where I felt liberated. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Seinfeld, but, but you know one of the characters talks about being trapped in the corner with some boring person. Maybe I was that boring person even though I thought we were having a good time, right? So number three, as an introvert, I am very mindful of extroverts trying to force their rules of engagement onto me. But I'm not as mindful when I'm forcing my rules of engagement onto them. I can't say that I know where the compromise is, you know, where both parties are satisfied with the interaction. I'm sure it mostly depends on the individuals, but one thing is for sure, both introverts and extroverts must be more mindful of the other person to interact. Four, I have to consider that introverts and extroverts can recharge their batteries in vastly different ways. One of the hardest things for me to consider is that an extrovert in their recharge state could be out meeting and interacting with new people, right? That That is nearly impossible for a person like me to understand. If I go out to a club Friday night, tons of people and loud music, I am so drained that come Monday morning, I'm thinking about calling off, right? But, you know, but, you know, let, let an extrovert go out, not just Friday, but also Saturday. <laughs> and they show up to work Monday morning ready for action. So side note, right? This can be intimidating for an introvert. Uh, I've seen many introverts, myself included, wonder why it is that uh, a person can go out and seem unfazed. But when I do it, right, I feel like the whole world is falling on top of me. It can make us sometimes feel like there's something wrong with us or, or that we're lazy. And those are dangerous feelings because it could end up forcing us to push ourselves to exhaustion. That's why it is so important to understand that for a lot of extroverts, going to the club is their state of rest. Trying to give that same extrovert a book offer them their favorite chair. And, and, and after five minutes, they're like a kid having a meltdown. It, it's just not relaxing for them like it is for us. So for them, when they see you in public, they have a completely different 
type of, of thought than you do. They have a completely different view. You, you may see a person that you had this deep hour long connection with. They see a person that nearly drained their entire soul. So it is natural that you both have a very different reaction to seeing one another. No reason to be offended. You two just have very different needs when it comes to stimulation. Sometimes we have to look outside of ourselves to help understand who we are. In my quest to understand better what it means for me to be an introvert, I've come across many instances where understanding the mindset of an extrovert has helped me greatly. And before I began to understand the extrovert's need for a lot of external stimulation, I, I would spend hours overreacting. And, and even worse, I would start to think badly of someone simply because they value or, or need something different than myself. You know, life in general, it's not easy for an introvert living in an extrovert-friendly world. But one advantage that I have is that I recharge my battery in private. I can go somewhere private and close the door. An extrovert tends to recharge their batteries in a public setting, but that does not mean that every interaction they have helps to recharge their batteries. Every so often, those feelings of insecurity creep in. But in these types of cases, I try to remember that everyone does not place the same value on what I perceive to be a connection. I also keep in mind that everyone should have the space to recharge their batteries when they need, when they need to. Extroverts recharge their batteries differently, but just because they may recharge by interacting with people does not mean that I am one of those people. So while we learn to love ourselves and be comfortable in our introverted ways, we must be mindful that extroverts have a different way of doing things. And that way is not a reflection on us, except to say that we value different things. Now, when I have one of those deep connections with someone, I appreciate them even more. I realize that someone just may have used their precious energy just listening to me, right? But at the end of it, I have to file that in a more proper place in my mind. Instead of being excited and thinking, whoa, new best friend forever, you know, I, I got to slow it down in my mind to, to this is just a meet and greet. You know, it's amazing to me that a little thing like my kid being too embarrassed to wave back at me at school make me think of all this. But I'm grateful because I needed to think all of this through. Introverts are more inside of their heads than extroverts. So any thoughts I have are replayed over and over in my mind. Rejection is a part of life. But if you can imagine, it is hard for me to feel like I've been rejected without knowing the reason why. Now, when I look back at some of those people who gave me the slight nod after I went all out to acknowledge them, I can start to see that some of those folks did, just didn't view our, our original interaction in the same way that I did. I got what I needed. They didn't. 
It's as simple as that. Now, with that said, I believe I've definitely talked enough. Time for me to recharge so that so I can prepare for the next episode. Like I said, I'm not feeling too well, so you know I'm gonna have to cut this one off. You know, it's hard work trying to let all the introverts know that there's nothing wrong with us. And if you come across any introverts in your daily travels, please tell them about me. Tell them about the community we're trying to create. Follow my page and join the group on Facebook at Introvert This to continue the conversation. But for now, I'll say thank you for listening. I'm your host, Hudson. And remember, we are the true silent majority. Signing off.